Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 118. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here once again back in Chernobyl with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Hi, Peter. Uh, we are recording this on Monday, the 30th of July. I was not here on Friday. It was a little under the weather last week. It may be coming through on the audio. A little bit of a head cold, but I'm back, ready to, to rock this podcast. Some exciting stuff. I mean, this isn't like, I, I don't want to oversell this. The, what we're discussing today isn't like earth-shattering news. It's not, uh, it's not uh, explosive in any real way. But I do think, I mean, it's obviously worth discussing because we're sitting in here discussing it, you and I. But I do like these, uh, these types of security vendor reports and research that really take a deep dive into different campaigns and attacks and specific types of malware. And the one we're about to talk about, which is coming out this week, uh, it'll actually, it actually be out after this podcast goes live. We're recording this on a Monday. I believe this goes live tomorrow morning, right? The news goes live tomorrow morning, and yeah. if all goes well, so will our, my article. Yeah, yeah, of course it will. Uh, or I say, I say that now, but watch. Something's going to gonna get in the way. Uh, no, so it's, a, it's, it's from Sophos, and it's about the Sam Sam ransomware. And I, I, at first, when you told me about this, they said, you know, hey, we've got this new research. You told me about it. Uh, I said, uh, oh, Sam Sam, that's interesting. Uh, you know, you hear about Sam Sam from time to time, but it, it this report really it, it had a lot of interesting details, and I did not realize, I guess, how big it had become. And I there are some some really juicy findings in here, juicy, uh, interesting findings in here. But I'll let you kind of give the overview since you did the the meeting with Sophos. You are writing the story. You know about the almost six million dollar ransomware. And there's a reason they call it that in the report. The reason being that uh, as of the time that they titled the report, the total amount of ransom that had been paid to the SamSam attackers was $5.8 million, Yeah, according to their uh, tabulations. So I, And I'm almost I, – I got to say I'm upset that they, <laughs> they used that for their, their report because that's a good headline. That would have made a nice headline. Uh, I, you know, I, I – I, I, I like headlines like that, you know, allusions and puns and things like that. So, references, yes. pop culture references. Yes, we do have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. So, so, so the the thing that's amazing about the Sofa, the the Sam Sam from the Sofa's report, uh, and we did we did have an opportunity, or I had an opportunity to talk uh, with Chester Wisniewski, who's uh, chief scientist at Sophos. And um, the thing about so uh, about Sam Sam is that it's not it doesn't seem to be a team or a major group, um, and it's not spread by phishing or by drive-bys or or any kind of you know random spray and pray approach. Um, according to the to the research, every every indicator seems to point at this campaign being carried out in real time by an attacker who's sitting at a keyboard and hacking into enterprises, healthcare, 
uh, hospitals, government, yeah. schools, but also lots of other kinds of organizations who are not going public with this. So that while you know, up until last week or so, the the general the um, received wisdom on Samsung was, you know, just be careful about phishing and and watch out for. Uh, watch out for you know all of these uh, uh, attacks that target your email or whatever. Uh, whereas in fact it's and 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 Chet did not uh, he he pointed out that there's they're not drawing any firm conclusions, but he said that his that his instinct was telling him that this is one person who's working yeah and getting basically running one attack a day and roughly one in five are paying oh. and the to to and and they're 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 doing a very uh, uh, they they use the word meticulous to describe the way the attacks are uh you know how the recon reconnaissance is being taken is going down how the uh, actual attacks are being carried out there's uh uh Evolution of the of the campaign. So so the attacks that started in in the beginning of 2016 have evolved over time. They've yeah. they've come up with you know they've put a twist on it where they'll they'll encrypt all of the systems that they find that seem to be like the most crucial, and then they'll give you an option of oh if you want to decrypt one system it'll cost you this much. If you want to decrypt all of them it'll cost you this much. That's very nice. Give them a little taste. Right. Yeah. And 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 for even even more than that, the the amount of ransomware like when when uh, we see the victims of these uh, phishing attacks, the spray and pray, the the kind of like, you know, infect a thousand systems and get paid 40 times or whatever the ratio is. Those people were paying, you know, 400, 500 dollars, maybe a thousand, but the um, the Samsung campaign started out asking for around 20,000 to un a significant amount of money. Yeah, to unencrypt. Well, because they're they're hitting organizations, they're not hitting right. individuals. So they're, sa they're 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 saying, "Hey, we've disabled your your mission critical systems, and if you want to get uh, right again, it'll cost you they started out asking for 20, and then at the end of last year, the the maximum the, the biggest payoff they had so far was about according to the report, 60 um, 64,000 yeah. or so. The sixty-four thousand dollar question. Ransom. Yeah, <laughs> are you willing are you, to pay? Are you willing to pay? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Chet said there's n there doesn't seem to be any indication that the price is going down oh, or staying. Yeah. It's you know they're they're doing what any good business person does, which is to keep raising your price until you find the resistance. And once you've you know once you find the place where the best number of people are paying you. That's your price, yeah. And it started out around twenty, and it's gone up to sixty four, sixty five thousand, and it varies by by the price of Bitcoin. I think, uh, yeah, that, you know, they're they're paying in Bitcoin, or they're getting paid in Bitcoin, because yeah, they uh, Sophos partnered with uh, Neutrino, uh, a, another another firm, uh, to to track the Bitcoin addresses. So that what they found was that they were able to uncover. Victims who had not gone public with this, they they were able to to watch payments going into Bitcoin accounts that then uh, tumbled their their money back into a big yeah. to a to a parent account. Yeah, yeah. And so they were able to track down a lot of a lot of victims. Um, 
and there's a, there's a certain caveats as far as how how they tallied up the victims, and I don't want to start going into the sure a- and save you know, some read, history for the story. Read the article, yeah. yeah. Read the article or the report when it comes out. Read both, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was it that part about the sort of the single actor versus the group was really fascinating to me because you would assume if someone was was operating by themselves they would be doing sort of the spray and pray. They would be doing a situation, using techniques where I guess the, they'd be looking for the easiest ways to get the ransomware out there. And what's easier than sending spam out with a, a couple of bad links or uh, an infected file? That's not what this person's doing. If it is in fact a, 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 a single person, they're going the extra mile to they're doing the opposite. They're going the extra mile to select specific organizations and to do recon. Uh, I'll, I'll just read this part of the report because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, in the target identification and acquisition part of the report, it says, the first part, how the attacker identifies these specific organizations is unknown. They could be purchasing lists of vulnerable servers from other hackers on the dark web or simply using publicly available search engines like Shodan or Census. What is clear and is detailed later in the paper is that they tend to target medium to large organizations predominantly in the US. And they're looking at things like you know, using um, remote desktop protocol, they're they're f- the, this person's finding ways into these organizations that you would think uh, that are specific to that organization. Uh, that's a little alarming. Yeah. Well, it gets it gets worse. Yeah, it does get worse. Because, Go ahead. Because uh, uh, the attacker is going in finding uh, these organizations that are that are vulnerable, and they're looking for things that have been that are well known that have been published, like. Uh, Remote desktop protocol. Yep. Um, so if you're if, if you're if you've got RDP, if you're accepting RDP traffic on a on a port from the public internet, you could be the next in line. Yeah. Um, they started out looking at JBoss uh, vulnerability. <sighs> they, um, they're they're using and I asked Chat. Well, so is this basically the OWASP top ten? If you if you cover those, you'll you'll be relatively safe and he he said yeah basically pretty much it's this isn't this isn't zero day this isn't like oh no that th- yeah. this is basic somebody who you know he said he talked about who the you know what the attacker might look like are they are they a super hacker or are they just and i got the impression that it was this is somebody who's maybe uh you know in the top five or ten percent of the hackerdom but there's a lot of those. not not a mastermind the, yeah, not mastermind, not you know, not running any kinds of right. really elaborate, but they but they are doing elaborate things. They're, do, they're booby trapping backups. They're targeting backups before they run their actual attack, so that if your backup is online, they're going to hit your backup as well as everything else. Yeah. Um, the the re- re- yeah, I was going to say the report says unlike most ransomware, Sam Sam encrypts not only the document files, images, and other personal w- or work data, but also configuration and data files required to run applications, e.g. Microsoft Office. Victims whose backup strategy only protects the user's documents and files won't be able to recover a machine without re-imaging it, uh, re-imaging it first. 
and and to go after the the backups and to to get those the you know those files like that's I, it's not hard to do but this it feels like whoever this person is again if it is one person but i like the theory so i'm going to say this person whoever the sam sam uh, uh threat actor is it feels like they've been reading so you, you may, you, their skills technical skills there's no fancy zero days so they they may not be like this technical mastermind but they're smart enough to say okay rather than call attention and get a bunch of people infected with ransomware that i know aren't going to pay me i'm going to take a targeted approach i'm not going to tip anybody off with sort of these mass spam campaigns i'm going to go after the backups i'm going to be very careful about my profile careful about the, the receiving payment there are all these mistakes that you've seen people make with ransomware recently this person has taken steps to repeatedly avoid them. And people that pay are able to decrypt their system. That's bingo. <laughs> so, yes, competence is important. Right. I mean, how many times, and we talked about this on previous podcasts, we've written about it, we've talked with people who've stressed this point. When you, when you see too many campaigns, ransomware campaigns, worldwide ransomware attacks, like NotPetya or... Um, want to cry and people aren't getting paid that could have an, a, a negative effect on other ransomware campaigns where people do want to get paid you know and they want to give you your your data back well if people just if too many people get infected with ransomware and don't think there's any chance that it's going to work because the payment system is broken or because it's really a wiper malware in disguise then that's going to ruin the ransomware market this guy guy person whoever it is comes along and says no, uh, I'm going to take care of you, so to speak, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's 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 almost like I, like reading this was almost like reading a best practices in ransomware. Like there was no obvious sort of I, in, in case I missed this in the report. There's no obvious like, oh, you know, this person's done all this. But oh, by the way, this is an easy way to crack their encryption. Like there's no decryptor key. Like there's no they they haven't done anything. There's no like obvious sinkhole opportunity or anything like that. It's like they've been reading on all the mistakes that other ransomware uh, perpetrators have made in the last year or two, and said, "Not going to do this. Not going to do that." Checking all the boxes, keeping a low profile, like I said, and making it work for them to the tune of nearly six million. Yeah. Well, so there's definitely been that aspect of you know learning as the per as the attack uh, actor goes along, changing things, adapting. Um, but one of the, but but one of the points that Chet made to me and and in the paper uh, they talk about the the level of attack. It's not sophisticated. This is not right. You know, this is not tricky stuff that 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 could get by anybody. This is stuff that if you're, and, and Chet said, you know, it's almost like a rogue pen tester is out running these attacks because this is stuff wow. they're, they're using pen tester tools like Memicats uh. and, you know, all the, the uh, there's a whole long list of the different tools, the open source and, and commercially available tools that they're using. It's very uh, straightforward. They're, um, he, Chet 
said that if you're worried about this type of, a of attack, you should hire a, pen a good pen tester and you should listen to what they suggest and you should, you know, patch all of your holes. But, but again, the, the attacker is looking at the things that enterprises might miss. There's, you know, yep. if you're an enterprise, there's a lot of places, th th there could be a lot of holes to patch. If you're an enterprise, you may not be patching your software right away because you've got to verify that it works for, you know, that nothing breaks when you up update your Windows. But the attacker seems to be aware of this kind of situation and, and looks for those things that an enterprise might miss or might not have gotten to within 90 days of a patch being available. So uh, the, the, the last thing that I wanted to, that the point I wanted to raise was that um, I asked Chet, well, what's coming next? Uh, I mean, is this person going to, if it is a person, does it seem like maybe they're going to expand their operation and hire some helpers or, you know, like somehow leverage it to in increase their payoff? And the response was, well, maybe, but what usually happens in this kind of scenario where a new scam comes on the scene, other scammers, the reason the new scam comes on the scheme is scheme is on the scene is because the old scam is no longer paying. doesn't work. Yeah. So if you're if you're infecting a hundred uh, home computers and getting paid three times four hundred dollars or however much that is, this is this is a more attractive way to expand your business, especially if you're if you're a reasonably competent, uh, well versed hacker as opposed to a script kitty who's yeah. who's buying a, a, a ransomware as a service package f on the dark web. So uh, Chet said that three weeks it is about how long it takes for the threat actors, for the smart ones, to switch. So when uh, before the ransomware, there were the screen lockers. Yeah. So he said that within three weeks of the screen lockers getting sort of widely known and the next uh, the ransomware coming up, that's that's how long it took the threat actors to move to ransomware. And from there, uh, he's suggesting that maybe people who are running ransomware scams are going to be looking at this and saying, hmm, maybe it's time for us to take that approach. And so that he, and the thing that disturbed me a little bit about what Chet told me, he said, I hope that, that the uh, media attention that this raises doesn't initiate a, a new wave of a new more, more, uh, effective and efficient campaigns of ransomware. So people read these best practices and then they go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> best practices. Let's adopt them. Oh, right. So crap. Th but, that, <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, that's the, that's the, um, the challenge that you always have reporting on this kind of stuff is making it uh, well, is publicizing it going to attract other, yeah. other uh, malefactors to it. Yeah. Probably, but what's the alternative? Not not yeah. publicizing and it. And, and listen, we're not like giving away the keys to the kingdom here. Neither is Sophos. It's not like again, they're not using zero days. They're not using sort of devastating vulnerabilities that were previously unknown. This is sort of um, this is basic stuff. But the the way the person is going about it is very um, intelligent, very educated. I think disciplined careful. as well. Although yeah. I didn't really. I mean, I think that whoever's doing it is 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 working off. They're they're building their own playbook as they go, uh, and they're following. It, it, considering how this person is going about this 
campaign in a very intelligent way, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was somebody who had experience as a legit pen tester in the U.S. Uh, or maybe somewhere else, and but just was you know careful about not getting caught. And this person is very careful about not getting caught. Very careful, not working with other people, not spreading it around, not talking smack to uh, you know about I did this, I did that on the dark web. Look at me. I'm the king of ransomware. <laughs> I'm the king of the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I fascinating report. Uh, like I said, I always like the deep dives on this stuff. And it. I do wonder, though, to your point, are other other attackers out there, other attack groups, are they going to follow? Are they going to have the discipline to follow through on something like this? Are they going to see how this is working for the Sam Sam creator and say, all right, no more spam campaigns. Let's try differently. Let's do something like this. We'll see. Well, Peter, thank you for sitting down to discuss this report. Uh, I look forward to your story. Thank you for sitting down and, and walking me through the r report and uh, scaring me a little bit. I appreciate it, as always. Always glad to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I am Rob Wrights, and we will see you next time.